Hey, my loves. All right, so just wanted to check in with you. It is late. I am sleepy, but I just kind of wanted to share. This is Musings of a Divine Feminine, and there's a little bit of duality to what I do because um, <laughs> there are times where I know the content I'm pushing out is helping people. And it also helps me, but there's a lot of times that I second-guess myself. And I have podcasts that I record, and I don't put them up. And one of the... I think that... um. If I'm honest... I, I'm still debating if I should, you know, and sometimes it can feel so selfish. But I want to talk about, I know I'm going to title this, the woman, the man, I want, um, I need you to be, and also a little bit about mother nature. And then the experience, I think, is working on this. And um, there's a lot of conversations going on right now about, you know, how we need the men in our society to show up and it's not easy that being said if I'm quite honest and and I think what makes it so difficult is because I did do a video about the Sean Quella I mean a podcast about the Sean Quella situation and y'all if I'm quite honest even though I recorded it in my heart of hearts the pain that I that that I feel you know happens every time I hear one of us falls you know and just kind of bear with me because I this message is going to be very circular I'm going to be kind of like a looping around and it's going to kind of um keep circling and touching on the same areas right the man i need you to be the woman i need you to be you know um why why am i doing some of this stuff and at the end of the day i just want so much more for you know i i um i'm not going to say i'm embarrassed i just i still feel connected to the black community, right? I've shared my experience about how, in my opinion, I feel like I chose one of the hardest assignments. I was like, what's going to be the most difficult assignment? And it's like, well, you're going to have to come as a woman. And it's like, okay, let's turn up the dial a little bit. All right, come as a black woman, you know? And um, so, so to me, that's part of my assignment. And with that being said, I absolutely respect what everyone else is doing. And um, we need that type of diversity. Absolutely. And so for as much content as I put out, y'all know for whatever it's worth, I have a lot of water in my chart. It's just my temperament. And so like even the... the um. What happened with Sean Quella? That that stuff cut deep, okay. 
So I recorded the podcast and something sometimes really happens when I press record because sometimes it's kind of like I'm just getting the downloads and you hear me weaving together some of the themes and sometimes it's really cool because you hear me have an aha moment and I think what's going to also help you kind of understand because I think I'm going to go ahead and upload it because that message is not for everyone. I'll probably go back in and do a two minute um, intro, but I know after tonight it's definitely for someone. Um, And it's something that I have to push through, but I think that What's going to help you kind of understand what was kind of a uh, confirmation for me is I was listening to Princella tonight with Ken Billions. And when I tell you that podcast is so freaking deep, it was the one titled, let's see real quick. Oh, Raising Feminine Consciousness. Y'all, when I tell you the gems that are in there, um... You've got to check it out. But what I was struggling with in that message, and I think that it's even important for you to kind of understand the context, it's not a fun message. And a little bit of it was cutthroat. And that and part of that meant dealing with the nuances and, you know, kind of having surgical precision and going in and addressing some of the the, the cancers, right? And one of the things that they talked about in raising the feminine consciousness on the high-powered podcast with Princella and Ken Billions, or is it Bisbon? Bisbon? I'm looking at the thumbnail now. Is that, you know, the mother nature. And it's been fascinating for me because I'm not, I do not have biological children, but one of the things that the, the confirmations or affirmations that I uh, received right around the time I started this, right, uh, was that someone said, you may not necessarily be a biological mother, but you'll be a spiritual mother. You're going to have spiritual children. And it's, I took it and I ran with it. I knew that message was for me. And a lot of the content I did towards the beginning of the my podcast, too, was just... And I still kind of have that, that temperament. Um, it can range back between you're my sister, my best friend, you know, um, and, and my nieces and nephews and really rooting for the young people to... to be inspired and motivated and take it to the next level, but... That message that I'm, uh, I'll probably put it up in the next year or two. I still have to <laughs> reconcile within myself, which could be a little bit selfish. But um, one of the things that they were talking about was the nature of the mother. And even when you start to look at mother nature, you know, and listen, I, I you have to go listen to it because I don't want to give away you kind of have to go through the thought process of what they were talking about. And maybe if I'm led to come back and just outright say it instead of just talking, you know, coded. Um, 
basically what he was what they were saying was you know um there's a difference between men and males and men mastermind systems and they are futuristic thinking so you know at some point <laughs> i'm talking to myself here I, I probably should have just a separate notepad let me see my little one is freaking out hold on one second bruno it's okay if i don't say it's okay he will keep barking okay so um making a notepad of just little things that you know you hear from different people that kind of have a check mark and one of the traits of a um higher vibrational masculine is that um they're going to be talking about the future versus the past that was huge right um when you listen to conversations about you know whether it's men or women too right um do they want to take us back to the good old days or are they thinking into infinity and beyond and i kind of take pride in it too because i remember um earlier this year i was kind of even already curious what happens after the age of aquarius what are we laying the foundation for and what does that mean for our behaviors and why are we moving a certain way because we're moving in a certain direction right kind of pulled out the roadmap and took a look at what we're where what's coming you know what the next exit is going to be and i'm like oh okay that makes a lot of sense of where we're coming from age of pisces going to age of aquarius and then um i don't remember what comes after age of aquarius but it, the best thing i can think of is that it's like a beehive mentality type of thing but what and so and so but um what he said is um uh, there is a difference between the men and the males the men when they use their mind will create systems that will dominate the men the males the males right so the difference between males and men are is their mind remember that saying all is mind the difference for women is that we start to control nature and that is so deep and so profound in and of itself and the way they unpackaged it but it was even some things like when um uh princella was giving stats she's always looking at stats and and you know in this case like with animal behaviors but even mother nature keeping that in mind right but she said that even the sperm counts for men are going down right so there have been a, conversations about us being overpopulated and when you start to, and I, I, I take pride in it too. I consider myself to be more in the like top 5% thinkers. And so sometimes that means it goes against the everyday way of thinking. But then you start to think about, oh my goodness, yeah, there's overpopulation. And then you have to be able to control those type of people, right? And you really don't want mass productions and you, and it, dating should be a privilege and it comes with responsibility and um and um but the thing is when women use their mind they control nature and so mother nature has said it to such a way that the result of the overpopulation is lower sperm count less people getting pregnant right 
that will decrease population. Another cool thing that um came up too was um it's been shown in like studies like when they look at the animal species and and humans and the and you can try to be mad about it but even when you read from the book Wells of Abundance it talks about how you go through the different planes right and so there's the vegetable the um like the organism or or the plant then there's the the animal and then the the human and then there's a the higher evolved human and it you start to realize that a lot of people are either in a vegetative state or an animal state so with the animals um the more promiscuous the males are the more selective the women are and you can even see that like y'all already know i i stay on kenji g i low-key think we're being like trolled like sometimes like i go on there and i'm like yeah no we're being trolled we're being absolutely trolled it's the audacity of these men coming on here for me and even this other woman that called in i was like oh no right but there's an exposure that's happening all of us are playing a different role all of us are playing a same uh, a role as an as a means to an end. Okay? Even even Kendra G is playing a part in the exposure of what's happening and where we are and a screenshot, a snapshot in the in the annals of history, right? But um and so women are becoming more selective. I also like that too because um, one of the things when you study the rats, uh, universal universe 25, I did a podcast, I did at least two podcasts on that study. And Princella has also done several, um, coverage on that, right. On the universe 25, it's a study where they put, um, rats in a perfect environment with all the food, water they could need. And, um, obviously access to the other sex and all they did was just sleep, eat, and F, right? And so it resulted in everybody's tails getting bit bitten and the males became low mass and um like puny and low mass having and also um at some point like the the societies the they broke into two and the female rats that chose to um, eliminate their proximity to those types of males, their coats became like really pretty and glossy type of a thing. And so, um, you know, that's what a lot of us women are doing. We're, we're re- you know, getting the, the closer our proximity is to just, and, and you know, as, as Princella would have it, because hers is global universal all men but if i would say for the black community before i came across her message i started putting two and two together you know i started looking at okay these this is what i've been doing this is my outcome and then now there's other people that have the same similar outcome distance yourself from that demographic because we're all getting the same for the most part the collective the majority and so but with that I'm even appreciating it's kind of like, yeah, I feel better. My coat feels glossier, like I feel healthier, I feel happier. And but the more I remove myself from the prox- that pro- kind of proximity. But men men that use their are the ones males that use their mind, they create systems to dominate the males. 
um, women use their mind to control nature. And I absolutely love it because it's one of those things where it's so profound, but it kind of speaks to how we don't even operate out of the regular 3D. You you kind of have to, I think women are innately born with it. But what was interesting too was when they were talking about how Ratchet is actually anti-God. In in my words, my best way of saying it. And it, it does make sense, right? Um, but... Um, And so when you start to look at mother nature, sometimes mothers have to do things um, that are not as fun for disciplining their children. And as being a child, um, I've been on the receiving end of being disciplined by my parents. And sometimes that meant that there would be consequences for my actions. And sometimes it would mean that I would be you know, kind of foretold, like, listen, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And so, yeah, I would get punished by my parents, but also the natural consequence of of whatever outcome I did was going to play a role in my life, right? And so, um, one of the difficult, and, and you'll probably hear it, but and again, it's not for everyone, um, and in the, that message, I could see where the mother nature part of me was coming into effect, where I could see that law coming in, where it's kind of like, uh, I, I have said this, I have said, and it will come out when it needs to, like right now, I have like an embryo, right? I have in my womb space, um the baby forming of a message. I've been wanting to put out a message just talking a little bit more about how like the Eve gene and the black woman, we are the mothers of the earth and the blatant disrespect on a global scale from our employment, how we're treated on the job, our neighbors and finances, you know, and the music, um, and even by, you know, another podcast that I want to do too is, and it's probably going to be a shorter podcast, but there used to be a time, I think, well, I don't know if there ever used to be a time, but in the black community, the term son of a bitch is not a derogatory, you know, and it was so interesting to me because um, I've talked to, I've been fascinated <laughs> with this other culture, like how in the J community, there was the guy, he went viral for a while and he was saying like, listen, if my mom found out that I was out here disparaging, you know, her sisters and her mothers and her nieces and, and her, you know, the, the women in our community, she's like, he was like, my mom would unalive me. She's unapologetically, he's like, she would take me out of here, right? And so in those communities, like son of a son of a bee is kind of like, yeah, you're not going to talk about my mom like that's going to get you slapped. I'm going to have to fight you. Those are fighting words. And so it's like in our community, it's like we have our sons calling us bees. So 
it's like you have all these other communities that's in our face to saying like, oh, son of your SOB, SOB, SOB. And it's kind of like, yeah, our moms are SOBs. And it's kind of like just straight up disrespectful. But in that, I really and again, I think that there's several lines of distinction, but it has to be that way. And it is what it is. I feel like you have to have the archetype of a person who is forgiving and accepting of white people. I'm not 100% there. I'm still discriminating in the sense of, you know, I see what they're capable of. And it's even, I'll even say this, right? In the um, Raising Feminine Consciousness, you have this woman call in and it's just, she was just throwing her, her weight and her energy around kind of like, you need to accept me, you need to respect me, you need to take me into the fold and accept that I'm you know, she considers herself to be a gypsy. And I think what's unfortunate with what I see with the younger women, especially younger um, black women, is you don't understand your power. I'm still learning my power, you know. Um, But everything that comes with the Eve gene, like you have to have, they need to put some respect on our name. Quite frankly, like I'm that type of girl, like you're not going to disrespect me I have some pride and I'm not willing to descend or from my throne or get off my throne or just share with any and everybody like at the end of the day whether you like it or not you still have to respect the origins you know so it'd be one thing if she came in and she was just kind of like respecting it and actually this is definitely going to be like a capstone to the to the um podcast I'm going to put up and it is going to be the one that's dealing with the um with the um uh is it Sean Quilla thing because um sorry the light came on outside <laughs> got distracted but you're not just gonna just run up on me and and just take my title like that you know what I'm saying and um it just is what it is right but but you kind of need that too because if I'm demanding that you are respectful of the space that you're in you know and pay your due homage then you will appreciate someone like Priscilla Moore you know, um, but I have to kind of call you to task or call you to code. Um, and, and I see the disrespect, obviously, I've, I've grown up this way, but you can see it in the workplace and even out and about where you are. Sometimes people will test you just like two weeks ago. I had one of the um, people that was around. I already knew she was racist, like straight up. I already knew. And then the way she was behaving, um, she she was offensive to one of the other black women. But I'm telling you, it's just I have that energy about me that I don't I don't play like that. And she was kind of like repentive. And I did not forgive her. I, I made sure she stayed in that punished energy. And it's like, if anything, she should have gone and apologized to the other person. But she could tell I was not at peace with 
the disrespect because she outright called the other black woman a hoe. Because she did not understand that the person was, was um, in, you know, I don't want to go too much into details. But, um, and, and I made sure to send her energetic energy. And so she ended up coming back, like seeking me out and finding me and like trying to dialogue with me. And I just let her stay in that punished energy. Now, if she continues to do that, then that's on her. But um, with with the message that I think was difficult for me um, with the Sean Quella stuff is, you know, s- Mother Nature has to sometimes take a certain course. And I think what makes me um, just go to bed just as heavy heart as much as um I know um because I am empathic right um is I'm not the only one going to bed with uh, with a heavy heart um and I think that as painful as it was, one of the callers called in and that was my confirmation because one of the things I was saying is for as sad as it seems that it's playing out and, and there's some stuff that um, it's not comfortable, comfortable because not all the details are out, but something came up leading up to that podcast and since then I think some of the things have gotten debunked um but what I played with was the nuance of like you know if if this is a scenario that needs to happen for us to address it then maybe it will bring about a change in how we view each other in the community and when I heard the call one of the callers call in it was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so that means that all this time until we get our stuff together, people are going to continue to be hurt. And I and it's always going to be the children that I think suffer the most. Um, one of the things he was talking about with Mother Nature is, you know, when you got to that God status where it's like Tower of Babel and you just like you know, take everyone out or Sodom and Gomorrah and you just put everything up in smoke or create a flood and create complete havoc and you completely wipe something out because you were just that fed up. You know, the human part of you, the mother side of you, the empathic side of you is kind of like, yeah, I remember, you know, reading in the Bible and it'd be like, wow, even the kids, the children, right? And you can look at both sides of it, too, because, you know, um, the, there's there's obviously different lessons to be learned. But until the black community gets our stuff together, you know, it's things like... Um, 
I feel myself going into coded, but the thing is, um, if, if, like, let's, the best way I can put it is like this, like, um, a lot of you know, so I have my niece, right? So if I'm not aware whether I'm conscious or not, you know, when I have my niece in my custody with me, you know, um, and I don't do everything I can to protect her to the best of my ability and, and also equip her with what she needs. And if harm happens, that's on me, right? That's on me. So I try to do everything I can. And, and it's it's a difficult um We've had difficult conversations about this. It gives me just enough, you know, one of the things I came up with with um, listening to Ken too is kind of like, I love it because, like, it's weird for me to watch and hear somebody who understands some of the things I've said because sometimes I feel like what I'm saying is foreign. And only two people have been able, I've engaged with in real life that talk to, like, in the car or on the phone uh, one of my best friends and uh, one of my exes able to talk the way that I do on the podcast, but it's the idea that we choose to to come here, right? Um, if I had to choose to come here, I would choose to come with two spiritual parents who would put me through an Orthodox private school so I could learn all the ins and outs about religion and the constructs and breaking those things apart or understanding spiritual meanings. And um, I was going somewhere with this. So uh, I was talking about the Ken guy and um, kind of lost my chain of thought. Um, and I'm at the 30 minute mark and I am a little bit sleepy, but let me see if I can try to recapture it real quick. <laughs> um, let me just close out. So, oh, I remember what it was. So part of me choosing my journey, I talked about, yeah, if I had to choose, I would cut, choose to come as a woman, choose to come as a black woman. And so I'm tied to the black community. I feel like that's my assignment. But also... As much as I say I want those five kids, I'm so appreciative because only my inner true self knows that I probably couldn't handle. I don't, I'm not good with pain. So one labor would have probably just wiped me completely TF out, you know, and I'm at a place in my life where I really value my sleep. And so the mental upkeep you know, because I do worry a lot and um, would be worried with all five of my kids and how they're doing and their well-being and homework for an extended period of time, upward of 18 years, really could probably have taken a huge toll on me. And so, but in some way, I got to choose what it feels like to have still uh, practice my maternal nature via my knees without all of the responsibility of having to change her diapers and she is her own star seed in her own right um 
very self-driven, very self-motivated, very bright. Um, and so I'm excited for her future and I'm there rooting her, rooting for her. Um, but with that, um, maternal side, you start to understand that you, you know, um, Sometimes you, the best you can do is is either let things happen and and let people feel the burn and the pain but it 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 will change you know kind of like you give them the the so what's happening I think in the black community right now is we're saying like listen we have to get on task we need to do better for our children. We need to do better in our finances. We need to do better in our education. We need to do better in our relationships. You know? Um, and we're calling to task. And until we get our stuff together, we're going to continue to have Sean Quellas. And we're going to continue to have, you know, um, the Brianna... Doyle's, right? The 24-hour baby and the um, f- you know, f- femicide rates every 4.8 hours and it's even to where we're, we're you know, seeing the men-on-men crime, right? And the low literacy rates, the prison, the school-to-prison pipeline, the High drug use, the denigration of of black women in particular, and um, I think that what's going to be interesting too is even you see with Mother Nature, y'all, um, you can only do so much before you really start to feel like get the smoke and and. It's even kind of funny, too, because even my personality, like, I will go with you up to a certain point. And we have to be okay with that, right? <clears throat> we have to be okay with, with that stinger part. All of us have our, our shadow side. And I think they were talking a little bit about dark energy or all of us have a shadow side and, and the dark feminine. And and now as I think about it, yeah, I and it's it's crazy because... I've even going into 2022 to uh, going into 2023 I've kind of given the pre precursor warnings. 2023 I already feel like my stinger is going to be coming out and just I've done the stinger podcast and those are the ones that I'll put them up and it's like every bit as vicious as it, you can feel getting stung by a black scorpion you know, and deadly, and then I'll just take it right back off. But I think maybe even going into 2023, you know, um, and it's interesting. I, I, I'm learning how to kind of just stay in my lane too and celebrate all the other places. Or I will tell you, you know, I know I serve my role. Scorpionic energy absolutely serves a role. Um, And so... That being said, like I've I've had 
I, and I get it because I think even within all of us content creators, we kind of push ideas between each other. And I'm at a point where it's kind of like, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. There's some things I don't agree with, you know, type of a thing. But very much 12 disciples, all our own disciplines, all paths lead to the same outcome or whatever. But we all have our different personalities. Like you had Matthew, Mark, Luke, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so one of them was saying like, well, we need to practice grace. And I'm like, grace, grace aware. Grace, who is grace for? Because grace at the same time too is a biblical term. That's a man-made construct. And you and so we're gonna be practicing grace to where now we have a caller who is calling in and talking about how because a man made a poor decision in who he had his children with and who he led around his children. Now that child is having to unpackage all of that and having to talk to another man who went through something similar. I don't have room for grace. I'd rather just sting the fuck out of you. Right? But the grace, if anything, it it has to be, you kind of have to know where your role is and what your lane is and who it's for. Because for the, the, those two people, you know, that are going through that stuff, if you need the gentle and I can do gentle and, and if anything, my heart is going to go for them versus the people who are out here just running amok creating havoc and so same thing with mother nature when you think about how um you know we're taking a toll towards affecting the climate and it starts the you know you start to have more severe tsunamis and you know thunderstorm like not thunder but like uh snowstorms and extreme heat and extreme cold that's mother nature saying like you're push pushing that boundary right and the areas that don't comply with that like even when you look at the um and I'm gonna go because I'm a little bit sleepy and this is one of those podcasts where I think it's a good one it is long but um, one of the things I'm learning from Princella too is sometimes I I do want to just come in and just drop the message real quick, right? But um, even when we start to think about and, and she's she again she has her role, but I think that even when we think about um, what conversation means within with each other, because I'm just me talking, but if you're having an important dialogue with a significant other, or even your friends, because I do want to do a separate podcast about friends, right? When I started talking about boyfriends and how they wouldn't, you know, um, disrespect you, it made me think of like, no, 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 I've had friends who, you know, were quote unquote friends, but they, you know, they weren't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily doing their laundry or, you know, cleaning their dishes or doing their, you know, that type of stuff. But at the same time, they just have no understanding of boundaries. And, um, and, and there's a reason why we have to elevate even the people that we have around us in terms of friends. 
But um, yeah, let me get off of here. I just wanted to kind of preface that that's what's happening behind the scenes, y'all. And I really do appreciate people like when I do hear things like um, Priscilla and Ken because they have the same boundaries that I do too. I I can do some content, but the heavier stuff, like even when I do the oracles, I promise you the oracle readings, those things pull a lot of energy. It is an energetic pull. Um, these ones, the ones that I do, like even this one, it it took me, I this one, I should have done this one probably last night. The one I did before about Sean Quilla, um, I up, I recorded it. I think it was definitely around 35 minutes and stuff. Um, and I just was not in a space to put it up and it's okay. Um, but I can tell you like even doing the oracles, the energy is different. I don't, I'm not able to go in there every single day. Like I remember at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to treat this like a job. I'm just going to get up at eight o'clock, do my devotional and I'm going to do an oracle. No, no, I feel like um, it's not something you can just turn on, you know, and at the right time, I will pick up my oracle cards again. And I will do more oracle readings. And, you know, like I said, I I tried at least three different times over the course of me doing podcasts of just saying like, oh, well, Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm going to do these types of oracles and Thursdays and Fridays. And da-da-da-da. nope, you can't you can't just turn that stuff on that that part. And then the second part, too, is a lot of like what some of the content creators are doing, y'all. It's even stuff like, I don't think that these content creators should have to be asking you for likes, y'all. I did a podcast on this. I probably need to go back and do a a separate one that's a little bit more like my Scorpio stinger really coming for y'all because it's like manifestation 101. You all want to manifest greater, bigger things, but you can't even practice gratitude for free 99. You know, when we talk about the elements of tithing. You know, um, Angels with Friends, she does a really good job of explaining how you can apply the principle of tithing. There's actually, uh, I did a podcast too on the book. It's it's like a 20 or 30 page book that's, that says something about the return of the tenfold. You know, and so whatever you, you give, you receive back tenfold. But the thing is, you have to practice the whole idea of tithes and it is completely abused absolutely abused, right? But when somebody speaks spiritually into you and plants a seed, you're supposed to show appreciation, right? Um, I've toyed with the idea of just giving my cash app so that if I bless you in some way, it creates an open portal for you to just, I don't even care, give whatever's energetically. For some people, a dollar might be a lot, right? But it's the principle and so there's no reason why these content creators should be having to remind you, please hit the like button. Because at that point, now you're cursing yourself, like straight up just 100 principally, right? 
is free 99. You give a spirit of gratitude for their content, for their time, for their energy. And I'm telling you, scorpionic energy, because of one of the things too, even when you start to think about mother nature and there's going to be consequences and there's stuff coming down the pipeline, right? 2023, you know what? Let's let's just bring this thing around. And I'm just going to have to be unapologetic about it because it's like, I'm telling you that dealing with this type of content where you're dealing with loss of life, family, relationships, mothers, fathers, daughters, sisters, children, you know, our livelihoods, politically how we're viewed, you know, trying to make it. That 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 kind of stuff can take a toll on you. Okay? So show appreciation to your favorite content creators. They shouldn't have to be begging you to like their stuff or their content. They're not even necessarily asking for cash apps. Like 99% of them are not even asking for it, right? They do this because they really care and they're trying to get us to move forward. Remember, all things are mind. And they understand that if they can help to transform your mind and raise the vibration and deal with the difficult conversations. You know, I I recognize the Phoenix energy where they have to go into like the deep depths, deep, dark depths. turn it into light and then ascend and then bring the rest of us with them, you know? So I am sleepy. I have a busy day tomorrow. I (laughs) low-key just want to just sleep in tomorrow, but I can't. Um, And so, and I'm glad I got this off my chest and... Uh, I would say um, this is going to help you kind of understand what's coming down the pipeline. I think even going into 2023. And also, um, I would say if you get a chance, listen to Raising Feminine Consciousness with the High Powered Podcast with Princella and Ken Bisman. It's three hours and 41 minutes. And yes, listen to the calls too. And... I'm still, if I'm honest, going to just dabble with whether to put that message up. Um, I understand it's a little bit selfish, but um, it's not even like y'all can see me, but um, I'm still just second guessing myself, but but against the backdrop, and, and this has happened before. There's stuff that I have, like I said, I've I've recorded the podcast and I address things. And um, you'll hear other content creators address it in their way, way, shape and form. And my content is different, but I just don't. Oh, mm. And I know I can't keep going like that too much. Like I keep thinking about the story of Noah, <laughs> Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. And it's like he kept trying to run away from his responsibilities. And listen, I'm not trying to be, (laughs) you know, um, 
escorting, escorting, eschewing? No. Escorting what my responsibilities are. And, you know, part of maybe the inner, inner shadow work is just kind of figuring out, you know, what is there to fear? And even at the end of the day, even though, you know, I am whatever you picture me to be, um, I'm not doing it for money. So it's not like, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you would just click on it and be like, I don't understand it. It doesn't resonate with me. That was a little bit weird or a little bit off. And, but if it's, if it's that one person and and I, I know it's for a limited small amount, number of people. So I just have to kind of get through that mental hurdle, you know, and the best thing I can do is just go in, do two minutes and say, you know, it's not for everyone. If you follow the full train of thought, and I'm going to tell them too to just go, you know, listen to probably this podcast first. Um, raising feminine consciousness to to kind of, so you understand where I'm coming from when I make that podcast. Hear where I got the confirmation and affirmations, and you're gonna hear what what they had to say. And then when you hear my message, is like, yeah, she was supposed to drop that message, and she didn't. You know, drop it in timeline. Is a little bit, if I'm honest, too, like a little. I'm not gonna say scary. But it really does make me tremble in my soul sometimes when I, um, there's stuff that happens behind the scene and some, I, some, I'm like, I don't even want to like deal with it. This is the closest I think I've come to just kind of coming out and sharing what happens behind the scenes on, on my end. Um, but yeah, mm. But here's my goal, and and then I'm definitely going to get off. Because it I can only record for 60 minutes on here anyways. I really, along with everyone else, just want better. And I think especially for the children, that's what made me come up on here. Because the people that are suffering until we get our ish together is truly heartbreaking. And it's affecting men and women alike. And that stuff can take a toll, you know. But um, I would say for my masculines, if you're listening up until this point, I think one of the key things for you too is learning to be empathetic. And... I talk about that in the in the video with Sean Quellis. I don't have to go too much into that here. But oh my gosh, I'm at that sweet point where it's like I just need to just um I think I'm just gonna click off and then um I'll probably just <laughs> upload this in the morning or having a feeling. It'll be if this is up, then no, I was able to just push through a little bit of a mental insecurity and then you know within the next day or two I will put the other one up but obviously if you don't hear this you won't even know (laughs) but this is what happens behind the scenes and um, for those of us who are kind of like healing up you know so 
I'm growing. I'm documenting my growth. But I also give content to help raise the vibration the best I know how. And... You know, just hope for the best. So, until the next one, bye. Hey, y'all. So, I already did the title and the description. But here's where I wanted to tie a loose end on this. Especially before you go listen to the one for Sean Quilla. And like I said, I will do a, um intro to that one, too. But one of the sad parts is um the things I said was, you know... It's going to take drastic measures for men to be empathetic to the plight of black women. And a mother nature way, because I'm speaking from a more elevated understanding or consciousness then when I record it, and it's it's kind of cool, but kind of creepy, but kind of like uh, still unpacking that. Putting out the content and understanding just a, a little bit of it, and then getting what I need to 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 really understand <laughs> what it was that I was saying. It still has value, but I didn't understand how deep it was. So the. Mother nature way of doing things is sometimes you have to let a person walk, you know, in someone else's shoes before you start to understand (laughs) what they're going through. And, you know, I talk a little bit. I don't want to keep this too long because I am sleepy and I want to go to bed. But, um... It's even things like I've talked about how for my god kids, right, and my knees. I don't want them to go to work and experience discrimination and, you know, second-guessing their their stuff or not getting paid what they're worth. I would prefer for them to enjoy all the designer. Because, you know, even, even though I went to private school, my parents worked really hard to make sure that I was able to go. And, and, you know, I had three younger siblings coming up and my dad was still in school when we were kids. And so that means I didn't always wear designers. So if I was going to school with uh, the rich kids, you know, they'd be wearing designer and they'd get new outfits every week and shoes for every day of the week and stuff. And what was more important is that I go in and get my education and build my foundation. And so with that comes the insecurities, a little bit of the bullying you know, and, and just figuring yourself out as a person and as a child and whatnot. But, um, we're talking about walking in the, in another person's shoes. Cause y'all, this is what happens when you, you know, I'm pretty sure that would have meant something. Let me just push through it. When you walk through somebody else's shoes, you start to, to understand why they're doing things. And when you listen to the caller, one of the last callers, he 
it's heartbreaking because he went through things as a child. And I was kind of saying that even with um what happened with Shanquella too, um, and the voices that I see coming out for her on her behalf, it's kind of like when he said, you know what, now I, I, he's like, I understand why women are saying the things that they do. And it was kind of like still kind of hitting me now too, because it's like, I wish that the version of him that had to come to that conclusion didn't have to. But Ken talked about it, and I've talked about it before too on previous podcasts, you know. And that's a very Mother Nature way of life, right? Sometimes they say that um, <laughs> some of the most racist people will come back as a black person, right? Um, and so that they can experience what it means to be devalued. Some people can say it could be a curse. I used to be kind of like really pro-black and like proud of me. Like, no, that can never be. Now, that would be funny for my previous life. I was a Karen and now I'm coming back like trying to be just, you know, for the people. But um, let me close out because what I wanted to to, to preface the, the next message is going to be. And like I said, it'll be in the next day or two. I still kind of have to. <laughs> it's probably a limited, limiting belief. I really could just upload it tonight, but. A part of me, the fixed part, the fixed sign part of me wants to just kind of hold hold on to it a little bit more here. Um, what 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 I see from Mother Nature happening is some of the people, um, who fail to be empathetic to the plight of the black woman are having to go through some things, but. Coincidentally, it's it's our sons, right? I talked about how the SOB term, right? It's the sons, cause cause some of the the older men in our community are continue to remain treacherous and um, but at the cost of the younger ones. You know, the younger ones are the ones and on several occasions I've heard them say, I understand. And a part of me was kind of like, no, 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 no. But after the third one, but after this one in particular, I understand. I understand, you know. But at the end of the day, I don't want to be right, you know, in terms of what people because when you hear the other message, it, it's it's pretty, you know. I keep saying that. I just have to. I just have to trust the process. I was meant to to give that message, uh, and so we'll just let it go. But I, it's not the happiest, you know feeling to to see what what's happening down down the coming down the pipeline i mean i think about it and i'm not proclaiming to be a prophet in any way shape or form i think that it's just kind of like if you start to understand if this and that and you understand human behavior and you look at patterns and how things have come up until this point then you see what we're headed to and um and it's a natural recourse and um, 
there's always a saying, sometimes things have to get worse before they can get better. And, you know, I guess that's the human part of me that just, you know, I, I value human life and I share in the grief and the suffering, you know, and, um, I just wish that the quicker we could get, you know, through the energies, the better it would be for everyone. But it's even things like when they were ending the podcast, it was stuff like, um, not everyone's going to make it, y'all. And um, she used the term at the end, she's going to call it Priscilla's Arc, which is really, I would want to hear more about what's going on with the 2023, 20, 2030. It's interesting because y'all have heard me say too, like, I'm like, I'm just going to wait for the next two years. I don't know why I pulled this number out of the thin air, but it's just energetically, it's kind of like, I just need time. But I think that there's, you know, it's going to be interesting to follow my intuition and see what the, how that unfolds and to hear her say that too. And, and moving towards, you know, 2030, what, what does that mean? And, and, um, not, not so much. I don't think at least from what I interpreted, not something where it's like major world catastrophe, but just energetically the way that we move the way that we think you know the tale of the two cities the richer will become richer and the poor will become poor but the thing about the rich or the wealthy is not that the money it's the mindset and I want to do a podcast um in the next day or two because I am to be honest like like I said uh, this this stuff is pretty deep it's pretty um it, it's really affecting my my psyche a little bit and I think even with the Sean Koala stuff if I keep it 100 with you it's so dark that even though I did that podcast is kind of like I don't I just watch the other people talk about it in silence and um it's not a good feeling or space to be in um but Um, this is what happens when it's officially 12 midnight. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang it up. But that's what I wanted to say. We're getting to a point where some people are gonna have to walk in those shoes to feel and 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 then even if you're hearing me under the sound of the voice, it's kind of like, if you didn't get it before, you might get it now. Like, wow, what would it be mean to be a black woman? in you know anywhere in the world and to feel the things that we go through and it's it reminds me of that one um one lady I don't remember her name right now but she does an experiment in a in a college classroom and she asks white people she's like how many of you guys think you know black people are treated fairly and they're like eh you know kind of like whatever and stuff, and um, then she asks them. She asks them, "Well, who would be willing to trade their life right now to be a black person?" And all of them are like, "Oh hell no!" Like, even if it's just for you know, what is it, skittles and giggles, or maybe for an assignment. You don't know if she's gonna like pull you out of class, like you know, 
follow through with the assignment and be like, okay, for the next 48 hours, you're going to know none of them wanted to do it because, you know, you're going to be ended up treated ugly. People might try to mess with you. Your mental is going to really affect your life. Like you're just a college student. You just want to go to the cafeteria, eat your food, jump in your BMW, go to the mall, do some homework, hang out with your girlfriend and your, your, your friends and just keep, keep it pushing. But but if you, you know, if she and, and they don't know, they don't know because they're it's a chorus. So, you know, it's like and they know it's being filmed, too. So it's kind of like, well, maybe there's another part where they're going to put me in black skin and I have to go somewhere and they're going to spit in my food and not try to give me the best customer service and, you know, just treat me really mean or go. This is before Karen mode. Like, I'm going to run up into a Karen. I'm going to, you know, get pulled over. And even though it's fake, I don't want to go through it. But that's, that's something to think about. So I might make this a part two. Or or actually, this gave me a little bit more thought about another podcast I can do. Revisiting, you know, y'all are going to have to get to the level where you can empathize. Because for you to change the behavior, so y'all are going to have to walk that, that mile in those shoes. Um, and so what I was trying to say, too, is um, I'm not sure... I have a backlog of content, but it's the content is really dark and um because I wanted to talk a little bit about meet Kevin and some of the things he said too um but it's just energetically kind of taking a toll and like I said it what what makes me think a little bit more comfortable with even doing this type of podcast as I'm falling asleep and talking about it too is because like I said even when I was watching the the thing. It was really cool because um, sometimes it can feel alone. Like I see other content creators who are just putting content out. And I get it. Some of them for them, some of them, it's a, it's a full-time job or they're more active or that's the only. But even with me living like a passive income, you know, kind of lifestyle where it's not affecting my work or, you know, or anything else per se, or I'm not too much in other people, you know, it still takes an energetic toll. Um, you know, you could be going about your day, but the, you're still processing, decompressing a lot of that content, and um, and and I don't even feel bad about it. I'm glad that I can feel. And as I'm closing out too, one of the things that as we're all learning how to manage our emotions, both men and women, again learn this from Princella. But listen, when you're ready, the teacher will appear, right? Um. Use your emotion to drive you to action. That's powerful for both men and women. So it's like this podcast is kind of an example of that. It's like this is what I'm feeling. I still have my mission. I still have that stuff to get out. But even putting out something like this is going to help. I think that um, I was thinking about I don't want to put him too much on blast. But it's like Ken, I, I know he's having a rough night right now tonight. You know? And... Difficult conversations, and it's an energetic pull on him. It's an energetic pull pull on me, and also on Princella, you know, and other people in the in the chat. But at the end of the day, when I'm falling asleep, I'm gonna pride myself in this, you know, um, 
the vibration was definitely raised in the sense of our consciousness. And um, that's going to continue to bless other people's lives. And um, it, it lets me go a little bit more further. I'm not going to try to push myself and be like, oh, well, everybody else, you know, somebody else out there is going through the same thing like me. So let me just force this content out. No, I'm going to give my time to heal. And and I have a busy day tomorrow. So that means I'm going to push a lot of the stuff to the back of my mind and then give myself to decompress. I still have to do my real estate class. Y'all, um... But I'm going to start it this week. That's, I promise. I promise myself I'm going to start that this week. And then um, I have stuff I have to do around the house. And so that, that um, we're going into December. Oh, oh my gosh. And in two weeks I have like, I would say a field trip, like going out and and stuff like that. So this is what happens behind the scenes. I did kind of mention it in the description. You know. What goes on in the thought process. And this is the thing. I'm not even at a level where. You know some people prepare their content. I wouldn't say like presentations. But they have their notes. And pulling up images. Or even. And. and and it's a blessing in disguise, too, because I do leave the community tab open for you all to leave questions. But even, um, like I said, some of the things I watched from the podcast tonight, it's like, yeah, I'm glad I have a line of separation because it, if, if I had more people in my energy for as sensitive as I am, it, it would kind of, it's a, it's a heavy burden to, to bear, right? Um. For those of us who are taking it responsibly. So. I have content I want to put out too about trading. There's a. um, Another one I I have like. So I I think I've already mentioned five. There's another podcast I want to do about how Bloomberg is big mad that. You know the little guy or like cab drivers. Understand crypto and, and the. Funny thing is that came out after I did my podcast on the, you know, talking about shorting the market and encouraging you guys to get into, you know, crypto and stocks and EFTs and all this other stuff. And um, I really want to talk about the psychology behind it. Um, I really want to talk about how I do think that the information should, should remain underground, even though I... Um, just tapping into it myself and I will unpack why that's important Um, in a way they're raising the bar a little bit but there are some dark shadow sides or elements to that but um yeah okay so this is gonna be a long podcast because I think the last one was like the the first segment to this was what like 45 minutes and this is 18 so yeah, y'all. If you're still listening, good night, good morning, good day. I love you. I'm rooting for you. Until the next podcast, it's definitely gonna move into lighter energy. The the one that's coming with Sean Quell, I'm gonna put her um 
image on the screen and so you'll know that and I will do a preface but anticipate for the future ones they're going to be a little bit more lighthearted a little bit more about trading in the market and um and I might be might cover some of the stuff I'm doing for my real estate course the thing is um I can't wait to get to the part that has to do with trust um there's gonna be like deeds and wills and all this other stuff too but the first I want to say 15 hours is um about professionalism and so I'm gonna look through it and I'm gonna probably give you an idea of what you should look for in your real estate agent um and so as I'm going through it I will (laughs) share that with you guys all right bye good night I I promise you as soon as I hit uh stop on this I'm gonna try to add it to the segment and then it's lights out okay (laughs) bye